I'll center myself on camera. Podcast is running. How is everyone? It is another panic attack. And this is Big John talking at you. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. More and more fake news, fake allegations from the January 6th hearings. And in the beginning, as it was and always shall be, no. Uh, in the beginning, the, the media took this and ran with it. Oh, this is awesome. Trump tried to beat the, the Secret Service agents senseless and tried to grab the steering wheel of the beast, uh, which is the nickname for the presidential limo, and, and all this. Within about 2.5 seconds, <clears throat> the Secret Service said, Whoa, Whoa, Nelly, this is a lie. Uh, and it's pretty obvious if you listen to the testimony, Cassidy Hutchinson was lying. But why let the truth get in the way of a good story? Even our good friends on Fox, F A U X, Fox, fake news, had this to say. From the almighty, all-mimphinent Brett Baer. Baer right now, a special report. Uh, Brett, the significance of these remarks today and the former president immediately dismissing a woman who said he barely knew. What do you make of all this? Well, Neil, good afternoon. I think this was as compelling a testimony as we've heard on Capitol Hill in many, many years. Um, it was uh, very revealing about that day. This is a witness who had direct contact with the uh, major players, uh, including being right there next to the former president, as he's president, uh, on that day, January 6th, um, on the ellipse. Uh, and she quotes him. Uh, saying to get the rid of the rid of the magnetometers and let stop on a whoa whoa. Brett Bear is telling you she was right next to the president on January sixth. That's a lie. He is lying, and he knows she was lying. In her testimony, she clearly said, "I heard this." from a friend of mine who heard it from a friend. She claims that she heard this from uh, Secret Service agents that were next to President Trump and were uh, friends of her and they leaked, gave this information to her. All right? So right there, Brett Bear is lying. And... She, this uh, Cassidy Hutchinson is who we're talking about. She said as much in her testimony. She said specifically, I was told by this and this person and that person. All right, let's continue and let the people with weapons that the Secret Service was very concerned about uh, through because he wanted to fill fill up the, the area. And he said that they could all march up to Capitol Hill. Now, obviously, uh, there's a lot of focus and the committee is focused on pointing to what the president said about you need to fight like hell uh, for your country. Uh, they don't often and they haven't yet played the uh, soundbite where he says you're going to march peacefully and patriotically uh, to the Capitol. But the description, Neil, of what happens in the beast, the limo, uh, that he demands that he be driven up to Capitol Hill and the Secret Service agent says, no, you can't. We have to go back to the West Wing. And, and that description, as told to her from the agent and the White House counsel, and what she describes inside the White House about his anger and throwing uh, plates and his food up against the wall after the attorney general tells the Associated Press that he does not believe there's enough evidence to overturn any state's uh, votes is significant because she's in the room. 
And that's what is so compelling about today. I'm sure many of the former president's defenders, though, she wasn't in that that car. She wasn't in the beast, the president's car, with the Secret Service agent, which would lead one to think the committee wants to talk to that agent or agents, right? 100 percent. And we saw former White House chief of staff Mick Mulvaney said before this is over, we will likely see that agent in testimony as well as Pat Cipollone and perhaps Mark Meadows uh, in in some sort of a testimony. There was this redirect from Liz Cheney saying you then were in a room with both of them, the agent and Pat Cipollone, where they talked about this incident, correct? And she then relayed those specifics. My point in saying all of this is where, where does this go? The committee is clearly laying this uh, groundwork that the president was trying to force a takeover of that electoral process and perhaps laying a groundwork for seditious conspiracy about the electoral count. Uh, and whether they can get there legally or not, it is still damaging testimony to listen to the details of that day. You know, um, I'm, I'm thinking of the agent, if this is all true, and uh, refusing the president's demands that, that they go to the Capitol. He's obviously looking at the president's safety and, and not stirring a hornet's nest. We can only surmise that. Uh, but the president was fighting him on that. Uh, that That's a surreal scene in and of it of itself. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm just wondering, you know, the temper part, and we knew all those aspects of the former president and his frustration with the process here. But did anything change with with her remarks today, with Hutchinson's remarks today. Now, she had testified as it was raising with Aisha some time ago and then obviously amplified this today, best I could tell. But the significance of this day compared to the five other hearings. Well, first of all, I think there was another behind-the-scenes um, yeah. deposition with her after she got new lawyers. The first lawyers were part of the Trump uh, crew, and these new lawyers... Whatever she decided to do, she decided to do it again. And there was another deposition which led to the sound bites that were played today. Um, I do think that they are some of the compelling testimony was the early days from January 2nd to January 6th, where she is a part of conversations. Rudy Giuliani says it's going to be a big, big day. Mark Meadows said it could get real, real bad. She remembers hearing about Proud Boys and Oath Keepers uh, being a part of this uh, and that there were concerns about weapons. And then what she hears that day, I think it does all methodically build a case. uh, But most headline grabbing is the description of the president's actions. And I think that um, we hadn't heard that before. We've obviously heard the former attorney general, Bill Barr, uh, say what he said about his anger, the the former president's anger. And we should note that on Truth Social, uh, President Trump has said this is not true. None of it is true. And um, Cassie Hutchinson is obviously under oath on Capitol Hill. And uh, you have to take that all into consideration. But she's hearing this secondhand, is she not? She is from uh, a Secret Service agent and the White House counsel, but she's in the room as they are relaying to each other what happened inside the beast. And then she sees the fallout from uh, whatever was happening in the dining room. I think more and more compelling is her direct knowledge of the conversations that were happening beforehand. I'm just curious what you make of this. I mean, obviously it is a a president who seems very unhinged. Whoa, I don't want to do that to overturn any state's uh, votes is significant because she's in the room. That, that's a surreal scene in and of it of itself. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm just wondering, you know, the temper part, and we knew all those aspects of the former president and his frustration with the process here, but did anything change with, with uh, her remarks today, with Hutchinson's remarks Today, now she had testified as it was raising with Aisha. So, as they're saying this, so you got uh, Neil Cavuto, you got Brett Bear, and then you have a, a wider section of the screen showing videos of this uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, and you also see a video from the day of January 6th, and you clearly see Trump in 
an SUV, not the presidential limo, as they state. So they only have that. It's going to be a big, big day. Mark Meadows said it could get real, real bad. She remembers hearing about Proud Boys and Oath Keepers uh, being a part of this. So everybody uh, said leading up to this that it could get that bad. Day, I think it does That's why I was not there. And yes, it did uh, get bad. There was a riot at the Capitol. It was ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. These people had no business doing what they were doing. Donald Trump in no way in hell would have went to that Capitol with the intention of hurting anybody. He wanted to march to the Capitol with his people. He said that in his speech. As soon as this testimony came out, as soon as it was over, the Secret Service agents that she named and the people who she named by name said, hell no, this did not happen. And the Secret Service insists on testifying as such to this January 6th committee. Let's see if the committee will let them testify. Let's see if they will let the Secret Service who was there that day in that or in that SUV with the president testify live before the American people and not in a closed room video testimony that the January 6th committee can edit. I guarantee you Liz Cheney and this bunch will not let the Secret Service testify in open, live, congressional hearings. And if they do, their friends in the media, Fox News included, will immediately cut from that testimony and say, well, the Secret Service is lying to cover its tracks, and uh, this is Trump's Secret Service. Uh, we're going to go to uh, something, you know, for pedophiles and drag queens. Uh, we, we've got better things to cover. We, we've got to indoctrinate and groom children. Uh, we'll be right back. Guarantee it. Neil, they promised that it will come up in this hearing, and what was this is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Fox News is nothing more than the, the establishment media now. So finally, on that point about the, the, the need for security and all of that, if, if we're to take, uh, you know, her at face value, I'll just say at face value, that there were concerns about whether this could get very, you know, raucous, if not outright violent, a few days ahead of the, the, the approaching January 6th, uh, you know, election certification with the electoral votes. And... Uh, Obviously, Republicans are going to want to hear if these warnings uh, were, were relayed to Nancy Pelosi and others. So that we just don't know. Right? We don't know. And we don't know if this committee is going to go down that road or go down it significantly. That's why it would have been good to have a Jim Jordan or somebody cross-examining or asking these questions. That's not how this committee is operating. And we've, we've put that out there, that that's always a caveat. And now this is, you know, a scripted uh, play sort of of this testimony. But it doesn't discount or somehow diminish uh, the significance of this testimony today. Brett Barrett, thank you very, very much for that. Uh, Brett Barrett, special report. Go to hell, Brett Barrett. You, Brett Barrett, you Rudy Poo candy ass. So, Fox News, F-A-U-X, Fox News, has an article up. Former White House Cassidy Hutchinson stands by all of the testimony she provided to the Jan 6 committee. Do, 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 do. Let's see what this uh, says. Key takeaways from the January 6th surprise hearing. This was an unplanned hearing. They thought they had something damning on President Trump. Uh, this, is, this guy is Alex Little. Alex Little, former U.S. Assistant Attorney. Let's see what Alex Little has to say. This will be linked on my Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John, by the way, in case the audio is not clear on something. It's loading. I got a little circle, a big circle spinning. Come on. 
at least you get to hear some Johnny Cash in the background with Fox News. Is all right. I'm not gonna wait for this to load. It, I'm sure it'll it'll come on as soon as I don't want it to. I'll just read you the article real quick, maybe or real slow. We just never know. You know when the government you know is is hacked your computer and it's listening to every word you say and watching you walk around your house naked on the video on the computer camera the computer starts running slower so if your computer's running slow now you know why I'm full of shit I'm full of shit okay so this lady Cassidy Hutchinson uh, since that article is not going to reload she was ready to accept a job with Trump after January 6th. That was uh, reported today on the Steven Crowder, Louder with Crowder uh, YouTube show. And he pulled up uh, documentation of that. So why would she want a job working for this crazed lunatic, Donald Trump, uh, after she witnessed all of this? begs the question, doesn't it? Why? If, if she heard and saw so much firsthand about his temper, uh, why would she want to work with him after this? Evidently, she did not get the job, and now she's out for revenge. Quite possibly, you never knew. Maybe she's been offered a job at another Washington group if she... Uh, details and tells her story you know who knows who knows the secrets that are told that never do unfold uh, in a side note before I cut to my next segment uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is due to be sentenced in a few weeks and some things are starting to come out again uh, some more names are dropping uh, evidently, she dropped the name of the Clinton Foundation. Uh, and we all know Bill Clinton was on the Lolita Express 26 or 27 times, many of those without the Secret Service, which is unprecedented. So, uh, very intriguing things. Ghislaine Maxwell has been put on suicide watch uh, in a solitary cell uh, with uh, like just barely food and water, uh, special uh, cloth, or not cloth, but like paper towel material uh, clothing. Uh, and she only, like they, they barely allow her toilet paper and she gets a few sheets upon request. Uh, th that's solitary confinement. That's like, like Charles Manson, I don't even think was in solitary confinement. But Ghislaine Maxwell is on suicide watch. Surprisingly, right after she uh, names the Clinton Foundation. So, <laughs> makes you wonder, don't it? Last guy was on suicide watch uh, didn't hang himself in his jail cell. And a few other things. Uh, so, anyways, let's cut. Let's go. Uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Sandy Cortez, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, whatever she demands to be called today, was on, uh, what is it, late night? With, with uh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Uh... And she had some interesting things to say, and she was pressed about running, not pressed about, but uh, asked, will you please run for president by Stephen Colbert? <laughs> Back down. down and it hurts inside. Dun, 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 dun. 
understands you can't help to hide. Who's that? Who was? Who's singing that? It's not Rick Springfield, is it? Or is it? No, Rick Derringer, I think, sang that song. Let me see if I can put my spectacles on and see. Yeah, Rick Derringer uh, from one of the WWF wrestling albums. Uh, <laughs> uh, th that song was it ended up being Hulk Hogan's trademark, but it was actually intended for uh, Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo's tag team, the U.S. Express. So work a little wrestling facts and uh, trivia into the podcast tonight. So, the headline reads, from dailymail.co.uk, we need to focus on keeping a democracy. Well, not if the Democrats get what they want. AOC laughs and says, I don't know, as Stephen Colbert asks her if she will run for president in 2024 against Biden and says uh, Supreme Court needs to be put, pardon me, needs to be put in check. So, she wants to keep focusing on democracy, democracy. She doesn't know if she's going to run for president. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, and she wants to check the Supreme Court into the boards like it's a hockey match. You know, I went to a fight one time and a hockey game broke out. True. Uh, let's see here. So the bullet points say, Is that job appealing to you at all? Host Stephen Colbert asked the New York Democrat. Ocasio-Cortez shot back. We need to focus on keeping democracy for anybody to be president in the next couple years. That's my central focus. And go the next bullet point. So it's possible, Colbert asked. The congresswoman laughed and said, I don't know about all that. You're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. She goes against the Democrats' establishment. She'll be... Uh, not hanging herself in a jail cell or on suicide watch, even though she's not suicidal. And neither is Ghislaine Maxwell. Just never know. She knows. She knows more than she knows. You know what I'm saying? She knows more than she says. She's seen the, the inner workings of the Pelosi and Clinton uh, scam. I'm telling you, if you want to see the best, what it's really like in politics, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, what goes down in D.C. town. There's this movie, it's so bad, it's hilarious, but it's 100. Alright, take it from me in 24 years of experience. It's called The Distinguished Gentleman, and it's starring Eddie Murphy. And it's all about he runs a scam to get elected, runs strictly on a dead guy's name. He has the same last name as this congressman who dies. So he goes through the whole campaign with the former congressman's signs, banners, buttons, everything. He, he gets the, the congressman's ex-wife hates him because he was cheating on her with his secretary, which also goes on in Washington. But the... Uh, Eddie Murphy's character is a con man. He scams people. And <clears throat> he says, well, this is the biggest scam of all. Because he's been eavesdropping on uh, some of these politicians while he was running a scam on them. Uh, it, it's just, watch it. it. The lobbyists, the way they buy congressmen off, the way favors and money are traded behind the scenes, it's accurate. And it's, it's a funny movie funny movie. Alright, so the next bullet point. Uh, the question was posed amid a not-so-silent whisper that Democrats are not fully confident that President Biden 81 years old uh, or pardon me, at 81 in 2024 will be up for running again. 
he is not he wasn't up for running the last time and he's only going to get worse uh, so Rep Ocasio-Cortez laughed and dodged a question on whether or not she was considering a run for president in 2024 on an appearance uh, on the Colbert show uh, this is what Stephen Colbert led in with uh, they talked for a while I'll talk about that in a minute um, <clears throat> he says I know somebody who's going to turn 35 about a month before the election in 2024 and they represent New York's 14th is that job appealing to you at all so yeah when she dodged that question about endorsing Biden a few weeks ago I wondered to myself is she maybe thinking about a run at the presidency um, now mind you with the justice democrats which is the bunch that got her elected and with the democrat party in general uh, qualifications and you know mind powers the kind of mind powers that will win you a leg lamp uh, they don't really matter much to the democrat party or the justice democrats or the progressive democrats uh, or the democratic socialist party uh, so qualifications and brains don't don't mean much to them they're interested in getting elected they're elect they're interested in ticking boxes so you know biden made this big deal he's going to put the first black woman on the supreme court he could have kept his mouth shut but he needed votes right uh and he thought pandering would get that he picked a black woman and he had three black women supposedly uh, on the short list he sent the least qualified one to the Supreme Court. Um, but anyways, she, but she ticked all the boxes. Just like his press secretary ticks boxes. Uh, this new one, she's not good at answering questions. She has to read off a script. Sometimes the scripted answer is not even the answer to the question that's been asked. Uh, but she's... Uh, a lesbian she's a black woman and so she ticks those boxes Bill Clinton was famous for that he had to have somebody of every ethnicity at every top uh, cabinet level every top cabinet position it didn't matter if they were qualified or if they were good at it as long as they ticked the box now I know I'm racist I'm homophobic I'm sexist I I'm a bigot I'm a whatever you want to call me go screw yourself I've beat up more members of the Ku Klux Klan and skinheads than any of you so but the point of the matter is uh, when you look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez she is not qualified okay now Donald Trump you would say well he was never in politics uh, he was an international businessman he met with many heads of state, uh, many foreign leaders during his business ventures. And lo and behold, the country and the world were better when he was president. We had no new wars. We had the best economy possibly in history. And right now, things are looking like 1929 all over again. Economically, we're back to uh, wars that don't need to be going on. We're funding a shadow war with Ukraine. Well, we're funding a shadow war with Russia by feeding all this money and weaponry to Ukraine. We're putting it into the American military-industrial complex. Ukraine sees very little... The Ukrainian people see very, very little, if any, uh, <coughs> of these billions of dollars in aid, they call it. Because when you think of aid, you think, oh, well, we're sending food, we're sending money, we're sending clothing. No, we're sending guns. American 
arms companies are making the weapons <coughs> and then sending them to Ukraine. Also, we're now deploying troops to Europe. So if the Democrats win in November and hell freezes over and some Democrat wins in 2024, the Democrats win and keep their majority in the House and Senate. Well, they're tie in the Senate, but Kamala breaks the tie. And sometimes the rhinos jump ship and backstab us. But anyway, uh, you will see American soldiers dying in Europe, Ukraine, and Russia for no reason. Russia is no threat to the U.S. of A. We could be entirely energy independent. Your gasoline could still be $2 a gallon. The $1.85s and the lower prices, I saw it below $1.50, I think, at one point, briefly, during the COVID lockdowns. But your gasoline, the diesel fuel, could all be two dollars a gallon not a dime of a penny above three dollars if we wanted it to be now back to aoc and colbert initially they were talking about um the the uh supreme court uh decisions that have come down lately what's the right of a state and what is the right of the federal government they said simply in the case of abortion, it is not exclusively given to the federal government in the Constitution, so therefore it's a state's right to decide that. Now the Constitution gives the Congress the right to pass laws. She was correct when she said that you know, the Congress could codify or, in layman's terms, make Roe versus Wade or a legal a binding law uh, that legalizes abortion into federal law, and then it's the law of the land. The Supreme Court never made abortion legal, and they never made it the law of the land. They do not make laws at the Supreme Court. And it is not unheard of for one Supreme Court to overturn a previous Supreme Court's ruling. She talked about she wants to expand the Supreme Court. What that means is if they put four more justices on the Supreme Court, they would all be appointed by Joe Biden. They would all be Democrats. And for the next 50... eh, 30 years or so, the Democrats would have a super majority on the Supreme Court and America as we know it would fail to exist. And it's barely the America I grew up in and I'm only 45. We would be socialist commies in a heartbeat if the Democrats got to pack the Supreme Court with liberal justices. Uh, She talked about the Supreme Court had been expanded previously. In the 1860s, they added one justice to the Supreme Court. Okay? Because the nation was expanding. So you needed more justices to cover these other territories. Okay? These new, the new land and things like that. Because it wasn't always practical for people to travel to Washington, D.C. Okay. Now, she talked about uh, Franklin Roosevelt wanted to expand the court after the court turned turned down or overturned uh, a lot of his New Deal plans. But the Congress would not do it. <coughs> So basically, FDR wanted to be crooked and appoint Supreme Court justices to give himself a majority and and do whatever he wanted. 
either through legislation or executive action. And the Democrats, the Democrats had a majority in the House and the Senate, and they are the ones who fought FDR on that, along with Republicans. But it would, it could have easily been a Democrat supermajority. They could have said, okay, FDR, you want more justices? We'll give you more Supreme Court justices. No. They said, no, this, this is good enough the way it is. We don't need to expand the court to give you your way. So, again, she had a lot of historic inaccuracies when it came to, you know, like Lincoln and the Civil War era and the Supreme Court in that time and the laws and things. It, it, it's just terrible. I, I could go through the interview and pick it apart. I'd love to, but it would take forever. Maybe I will anyways, but she's just, she's not smart. She lies. She's been caught in lies. You know, obviously Colbert was agging her on to pop ratings. Uh, he brags and brags on being a Christian not sure if he's Catholic or if he's uh, another denomination, but he's not even pushing back at her on abortion. So, how Christiany and godly is he if he's not bringing that? To the conversation. Uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez is somebody who people will tune in to see. Uh, people like me will watch to see what stupidity, stupidity she's going to spout, what lies she's going to expound, uh, and things like that. And other people really believe her because they're uninformed too. And they're uninformed too, I mean uninformed like her, and they will watch her. So uh, that's why she was on Colbert, and that's why she got, you know, fluff, easy questions. Uh, not as bad as the Biden on Jimmy Kimmel interview, which is entertaining as heck uh, and sad at the same time. But you know, I don't know. It, it was just, it was funny to watch her when he first, you know, brought up the question and pushed her on running for president. Uh, she started to fall off the couch laughing or off the chair laughing. Uh, it kind of looked like she was looking under the couch or something, <laughs> like looking to see who is he talking about. But she was like being dramatic about falling over laughing. Uh, I also have never noticed how big her breast were. Never noticed how well endowed she was. I wonder if those are real and are they spectacular. She's an attractive lady and that's where it ends. So California's Attorney General doxed California gun owners uh, because the Supreme Court put put out a ruling on the right to carry a concealed weapon. And it feels to me as if the Supreme Court is saying constitutional carry, as it's known, is guaranteed you by the Constitution. Right? That's why it's called constitutional carry. Uh, it just passed here in Ohio, but... For some reason, the Attorney General of California decided to dox every gun owner in California. So we'll talk about that on the other side of this. A little Johnny Mellencamp for you. Oh man, it just ended. It was, the song was Paper and Fire too.
Yeah, that's a... That was Bowling for Soup. Come back to Texas. Actually, it's called Ohio, parentheses, come back to Texas. A lot of ladies in Texas wish I'd come back. But I might be. <laughs> so, California. Whoop. Hey, don't go nowhere. California leaks. Let's get down. Whoa. Oh, I screwed the pooch. Hold on, let me get my browsers back where they ought to be. Okay, right there is good. Okay. The headline, this is from kpvi.com, California uh, tele station. California leaks personal information of legal gun owners. These are the good guys, the good women that just own guns. And their attorney general out there decided to put their business out in the street for every wackadoo protester to uh, probably harass them, possibly, maybe, definitely. So, a new dashboard from the, county, the California Attorney General's office has leaked personal information of thousands of the state's gun owners. So on their website, they made a dashboard where you can find the name, address, and per other personal information, dates of birth, anything you would need to steal someone's identity, pretty much. And that's probably the least of these people's worries. Uh, and this leaked all that information to the public. California Department of Justice launched its 2022 Firearms Portal Monday. The portal featured data on the state's gun purchases as well as concealed carry holders. Well, maybe now criminals in California know who not to target. Guess that could be one upside to this. Users quickly learned that the that publicly accessible files, including identifying information of concealed carry permit owners, could be downloaded from the graphics uh, as the reload reports. Reload in bold. As of Tuesday afternoon, the dashboard appears to have been pulled from the website. The leaked info includes people's full names, home addresses, dates of birth, permit issue dates, as confirmed by a lawyer for the California Rifle and Pistol Association that obtained a copy of the data. Some personal information of concealed carry license holders is available through public records request. Additionally, the data revealed the type of permit one holds, whether the person is holding a permit uh, is a judge or member of law enforcement, the report found. So now they know who's holding a gun. This is bad. If you're a judge, or a cop that has arrested some, you know, a bad guy or a bad girl from one of the, I mean, they've got some really hard, really hardcore outlaw gangs in California. Uh, MS-13, which is all over the United States now thanks to open border policies, but they're vicious, violent, brutal. I mean, uh, you know, rape and murder are part of the initiation to the gang. Uh, these are vicious people and now they know which judges and which law enforcement officers uh, can carry weapons so let's say the judge that convicted somebody like a, the, a person or a member of the gang that gang can go seek retribution if they know that the, the uh, judge is not a gun owner they can seek retribution on the officer during his off-duty hours and uh, basically makes some of these people soft targets or you know these guys and girls in this gangs 
know who to target, how to target them if they are a gun owner. Well, you know, I mean, they're pro they're such assholes. They'll probably attack these people anyway. But still, uh, I read that uh, in Los Angeles County alone, two thousand. 891 people with standard licenses had their information compromised by the leak. Uh, the reload stated. Uh, the reload must be uh, a report from this California Rifle and Pistols Association Club. Okay. In Los Angeles County, I said that. Uh, initially, the information was available to download on the website. By downloading the background information behind the graphics, but it had been updated by Tuesday morning. So they they found the mistake, if it was a mistake, and corrected it quickly. Uh, but this is really, really, really bad. This is not a hack. This is not you know some outlaw group. This isn't. Uh, Antifa nerds or uh, anonymous geeks, you know, hacking a computer to see what's in there. That happens enough to our government computers. This was the government it, it itself giving away your personal information, your address, your name, date of birth, those things, as well as what kind of gun permit you have, if you're a concealed carry holder, all these things. All these things that make can make you a softer target to criminals. Be it uh, identity thieves, be it someone who's seeking revenge on uh, uh, an individual or a judge or a policeman. Uh, individual, I mean private citizen. Obviously police and judges are individuals too. But California and its governor and its attorney general, a lot of its government, uh, you know, is dominated by the middle to southern part of the state, which is very liberal. And very pro controlling the population, very anti-gun, very anti-freedom, frankly, unless you want to be free to step in poop and uh, step over heroin needles in San Francisco. But anyhow, <coughs> unless you like the freedom to steal $950 worth of crap from a store, unless you like the freedom to shoot up heroin and throw your needle on the street for a kid to find, what unless you like the freedom to poop in public, California doesn't want to give you a lot of freedoms. They want to control, control, control. And one way to control a population is to disarm. And that's why these lists of gun owners and concealed carry permit holders held by the government are dangerous and it's why things like constitutional carry where I can walk into a gun store buy a gun pass my background check because I'm a nice guy and walk out of there and carry my weapon concealed protects me if someone comes at me I can defend myself people are less likely to come at, uh, okay, let me rephrase that. Criminals are less likely to attack random people once they or their friends have been shot a few times by a legal gun owner. And frankly, a lot of times you don't even have to shoot the person. You can pull your gun and say, look, I'm armed too, and they'll run away because they want the soft target. And our segments of this government, federal and state, okay, that want to make everyone a soft target and they don't have the common brains 
God gave a pissant to understand this. So, what I was going to quote just now, and then I'll end on this. 1.6 million times the defensive use of a firearm prevented a crime. Some of those 1.6 million uh, were repeat defensive uses of a firearm. It was the same person being attacked and they defended themselves twice. Uh, 81% of the time, the person being attacked did not even have to use their gun. They did not have to pull the trigger. They simply had to show that they had defense and the criminal went away. So far more lives, far more people have been saved by guns than have been killed by gun violence. One child being shot in a school by an evil person, either programmed by the government or programmed by Satan, is one child life lost too many. But if you have a school resource officer who is armed, if you have a janitor or a teacher who is armed and trained, now we're equal. We can protect the children. We can protect ourselves. That's why the Supreme Court did the right thing saying your right to bear arms is federally guaranteed by the Constitution. Your right to an well, there's a, there's no right to an abortion. Your excuse to have an abortion is not a constitutionally guaranteed right. It's up to your legislators. It can be the federal government, it can be the state government. But it has to be legislated. It's not something for the fed in the three branches or in two out of the three branches the executive and the judicial to decide. It's for the legislatures to decide, state or federal. All right? Read the Constitution. Stop pissing with your iPhone. Unless you're watching and listening to me on your iPhone. Then it's okay because you'll get edumatated. All right, God bless you all. Remember to pray for each other as always. And have a happy, happy Independence Day, America. Uh, a little early happy birthday, America, as my next few days are going to get busy planning the uh, Independence Day celebration in my hometown. So God bless y'all. See you next time on Panic Attack. Walking in the cold November rain.